welcome to the Become Podcast from the Salvation Army Croc Center in Grand Rapids, Michigan. This is the place where you'll get to know some of the Croc Center leadership, maybe meet some new people, and most importantly, hear how God can help us grow to be the community center and people he wants us to become. Now here's your host, Lieutenant Taylor Bruto. Hey listeners, welcome back to the Become Podcast. 2018 is going to be an exciting year for the Grand Rapids Croc Center and our podcast. This podcast was inspired by our theme, Be Transformed, which was developed out of these scriptures. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Luke 10, 25 through 28. On one occasion, an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. Our mission at the Croc is to share the love of Jesus by pro- providing life-changing experiences. We want all who come to the Croc Center to be transformed, body, mind, and soul. So today on the podcast, you will hear from some great people who are Salvation Army officers in Inglewood, a neighborhood in Chicago that is broken and needs Jesus. They're on the front lines. They are missionaries who are invested in their community to share the love of Jesus. You're going to hear about their lives, how they found Jesus, and how they came to the Salvation Army, and how God transformed their lives, and how they are now being used by God to push forth the message of Jesus Christ in one of the toughest neighborhoods in the United States. You won't want to miss the second half when we discuss things like diversity and race, unity in the church. This episode could not be more authentic and real. But that is just who Captain Nikki and Lieutenant Corey Hughes are. They're real, they're authentic, and they can teach us so much about who we are in Christ, who is our identity, which is Jesus Christ, and how we can create unity. And we, as the Croc Center, can be the church to people who are looking for a place to come and to find a safe place to be, to experience wellness. But most of all, we want people to know who Jesus is and how he is the ultimate transformer of our lives. Take a break and listen to the rest of the podcast because you won't want to miss out on what they have to hear and what we can learn from them. I hope you enjoy, and we just pray that 2018 is going to be a great year, and we know that God is going to provide that. So enjoy the podcast, and I hope you learn a lot. Many blessings. Love you all. Hi, I'm Brent Wilcoxon, Director of Business at the Grand Rapids Croc Center. I've been a Kids Hope mentor for nearly five years, and I've been privileged to be paired with my current student for four of those years, starting when he was a kindergartner. I began mentoring with the idea that it was critical to demonstrate care and concern and to help my student realize he is important, unique, and loved. I also believed it was important to encourage him to think bigger thoughts and to expand his horizons. In addition, I knew that any additional positive involvement in his life could only aid in his academic, social, and spiritual growth. What I didn't know when I started is the impact it would have on me. Really, understanding struggles and pressures 
that I only knew about intellectually is helping me expand outside my small sphere to better engage and relate to people different from me. Having an opportunity to, in some small way, positively impact his life is for me a life changer. To become a Kids Hope USA mentor or for more information, please contact Education Manager Megan Loheed. It is so great to have some of our dear friends on the podcast, Nikki and Corey Hughes. Uh, actually, Corey is a lieutenant in the Salvation Army, and Nikki is a captain in the Salvation Army. Um, so we're just going to jump right in here and get started. I'm going to have you, Nikki, tell us a little bit about your life, about your uh, history, and how you got introduced to the Salvation Army. I met the Salvation Army when I was 12 years old. Um, we had moved from Texas to back to home, which was Southern Illinois. And so when we came back, um, Grandpa wouldn't let my father stay with them. So we were moving them back into Grandma and Grandpa's home. Um, Grandpa and my father did not get to get along together. So my father became homeless quickly. And so when he called the cab, the guy was like, hey, there's a Salvation Army men's shelter. Let me take you there. So he, he went over to the lodge, received housing. Um, the next thing we know, this big old van coming by, picking us up. He got saved. He's got a Bible in his hand. And we started going to church at the Salvation Army and continue to go in the church since. It's been great. I did not know that. <laughs> what a story. That's cool. I mean, it's not cool, but it's cool that it is, you have that story and mm -hmm. you can relate to so many people. Because most, a lot of people that we meet and come in contact with mm -hmm. as officers are people who are homeless, who mm -hmm. are trying to figure out how to make it in life. So that was really neat. Um, so another question, what is your greatest joy as a Salvation Army officer? I love being with people. Love being with people. I love the... To even with staff, getting to know them. I'm all up in their business, um, <laughs> texting people, crazy stuff. Hey, I just saw a TV show I thought about you, and I'm texting that to our staff and just mingling with them, yeah. you know, because they're like my, they're my family, yeah. the staff and the core people. So I just love being able to be a part of their lives, and I love that they open that door for me to be a part with them, that I, they include me and things that to be with them. I just I just love being with them. Being with And people. I have seen that. <laughs> and I do see that and I love that reminder of how important are the people that we're ministering with, like those relationships are. I'm gonna back up a little bit because you shared how you're introduced to the Salvation Army, but since you've been introduced to the Salvation Army, you are a mom, a wife. I am. So you have three beautiful kids. Four. four. That's four. right. Four. We're a so blended you, yeah, family. Yeah, why don't you explain that? So we're a blended family. Um, our children are from our first marriage. So I have three. He has one. Yes. And uh, they. our son is 21. I cannot believe that he is 21. I know. <laughs> what is happening in the he world? He probably can't either. It's crazy. We have two girls that are 19. They're not twins, but they're two girls. Um, and then Savannah is 17, and she's a junior in high school. And, and she's other. home right now. She is. She is already saying, can I use your van? <laughs> <laughs> she has her license now. It's great. but And when we met you guys, how old was she? How old would they have been? 10. She, she was 10. 10 years old. 
Wow. Oh, it's been seven yeah. years. It has. Yeah. 10 Holy and 12, because it was Katie and Savannah was with yeah. us. Right. 10 and 12. And Brandon came Brandon later. Brandon came. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't stay. Right. But wow. he was there for a while. Yes. We got to know him a little. Yeah. So They're, they just grow up so fast. Um, Mackenzie's at Wayne State University. Mm-hmm. Katie just moved back to her dad's in Atlanta. Wow. And Brandon's there, too. He has his own apartment. Wow. Mm-hmm. Paid really, off his he's truck. A, he's, he's an he's adult. Doing it. He's, he's doing, doing it. it. Yeah. Wow. Good for them. I love hearing that. That's great. Um, and Corey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, actually, uh, Nikki and I are co-pastors on uh, in on the south side of Chicago in a community called Inglewood. It has been known to uh, be one of the toughest parts of Chicago. Uh, we actually love working there, though we we do call it God's country uh, yes. because mm-hmm. of the work that uh, that that we have to do there. Um, we have a community center that uh, we lead uh, through the Salvation Army. Uh, we have a school that uh, is in the building. There, um, it is actually a, a, a school that allows uh, kids that have dropped out uh, to come back and uh, recapture their credits and go back to a traditional high school. So it, it, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, and the focus uh, is the young people, and uh, we really love working with them. Uh, I have been with the Salvation Army for about 12 years now. And I came to know the Salvation Army through the Adult Rehabilitation Program, which uh, is a ministry that is near and dear to my heart uh, because I consider that to be uh, the really the front line of ministry. Uh, when people are at their greatest need, uh, God has his greatest response, and uh, the Salvation Army does, uh, does uh, respond through the Salvation Army uh, ARC program. Uh, it has allowed me to, uh, to really... Uh, to get into the lives of people who have some of the same struggles. Uh, I, I've uh, experienced uh, some losses in my, uh, in my family uh, throughout life. And uh, just, it's just really unique how God operates. He, he uses every struggle that we've used, that we've gone through, uh, to, to impact the lives of other people. And I, I don't have a greater opportunity to do that but in, in, on the south side of Chicago. That's true. You, you guys have a big work, <laughs> a lot going on there. Can you tell us a little bit about Ingle, a little bit more about sure, Ingle? Sure, sure, Some people who will be listening to this might not understand okay. the critical state. Right. Does that make sense? Right, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, actually, the, 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 uh, the city of Chicago kind of gets a bad rap uh, because of some of the communities that, that we, uh, that we uh, serve in. There are 777 communities in Chicago, and there are three or four that uh, have uh, gangs and uh, violence untold and homicides. In fact, uh, we've led the country in the number of homicides uh, for the year. So I have a question for you, Corey. Yes, yes. Do you, do you think the title of Chirac is fair or not fair? Uh, we've earned it. We've earned it. It, it, it Honestly, uh, with the level of violence and, and the lack of response from our, our leaders and our churches, uh, we, we, have, we have that, uh, that distinction. And um, uh, we have to undo that. Mm. We have to undo that. So I get that. And so uh, uh, one of the, the, the uh, biggest challenges, I think, in Chicago is the fact that the families are broken. 
Mm -hmm. uh, they, there are many, many families, in fact, as high as 60% in some of those communities that are led by one parent. Uh, some of them, uh, the, only the grandparents are present. So the, the kids, the youth, uh, the, the adults now who don't have the influence of both parents and who are requiring them to go to church and go to school and be there on time and, and respect the police, uh, we're really experiencing the fallout from that. And uh, so we have uh, a lot of young people and, and young adults who have basically raised themselves. Yeah. And it is our opportunity as a church to stand in and to step in and to become that surrogate family for the kids who don't have uh, uh, a fully functioning fam family. So can you, either one of you can answer this, of course. But can you tell me, what do you think happens when a father is missing from the family? Well, I think you, you lose that, that role, responsibility, because then you have children growing up with a mother. So I would, so say, for instance, um, well, I was. I was a single parent. Um, my children, they did get to see their father, you know, on a regular basis. But I can't imagine, as a single mom, having, not having that support. Because then that single mother is trying to be the mother and the father, right. and it's difficult. And then when your children grow up, now they don't know how to be a father because they don't. They never had that role. So then it becomes absent, and we keep on repeating. But they're it. making babies. They're, but they're making babies. They found that. that they found that. They figured that out. They figured <laughs> that out real good. That got taught somewhere. I don't know where, <laughs> but that got taught. But then you're just missing that dynamic because I see we have one um, parent that comes um, on a regular basis and he has a two-year-old son and he gets down on his level and and talks to him and that that child is responding you know when his father says something he's he's doing it right but it's beautiful to watch because now all these teen boys and the young guys are in 20s that's not seeing that, they're seeing that on the basketball court, mm -hmm. him right. having that relationship with his son. So then that makes it wonderful, like a teaching lesson. Right. You can't, you can do that. You can do that. You can be like this. Mm -hmm. And it shows some real. And actually that brings up an, uh, another point of uh, the lack of authority in, uh, in the home. Uh, and it's just not fathers who are, who are absent. There are right. also mothers yeah, who, are, sure. who are absent. Uh, but uh, uh, when there is a, uh, a lack of authority that is in the home, that is that carries out into the street. So if there's no authority in the home, a, per, a young man or a young uh, lady who encounters the police, they don't see them as authority. And so that's really where the conflict uh, comes in. Uh, if there's no authority at home, uh, when a young person goes to school and the teacher tries to impose authority, they don't really know what that is like. And uh, in fact, our children in, in Chicago even see that as a sign of disrespect, mm -hmm. that someone is trying to impose authority on them. And so uh, uh, one of the ways that we try to address this with our young people is that everybody's got a boss. Mm -hmm. Everybody has somebody to answer to, to be accountable to. And, and that doesn't exclude them. Even me, as old as I am, I have somebody to be accountable to. And most of the time it's my wife, Nikki, <laughs> the captain, <laughs> the captain. Right. Right. But uh, we, and, and that's not a bad place to be. That's not a disrespectful place to be that, that, that you're actually being accountable to someone. And actually that looks a little bit like family. Yes. So really something that 
I mean, I don't know if you know the story, but I have issues with authority. <laughs> <laughs> no, Taylor, whatever do you mean? I had a lot of mean? authority in my life growing up, but um, I've just learned like that that God God uses that yeah. because God is authority, and He He gives us authority too yeah. as His vessels. It's just it's wow, that's a really good. It's really putting it that way. Like everyone has a boss; we all are accountable mm-hmm. to someone. And that means sometimes it's lateral. Sometimes it's your spouse sitting right. next to you. Sometimes, I mean, I my, I feel like my kid was just holding me accountable a couple minutes ago. <laughs> right, right. So that's some good thoughts. Um, so we are going to, It's it feels a little bit like a game, but um, it's not a game because I'm asking some serious things. But uh, I was trying to think, how can we talk about some hard issues in a quick manner that's, because we could sit here all day long and really talk about some hard things, mm-hmm. but um, so I'm gonna say a word, and I did add a word, so not so don't be surprised. Um, but you have the words in front of you, and we can definitely talk more about these. I might even have some follow-up questions so that you guys can teach me and help me understand some things as well. But I'm gonna say the word, and you guys are gonna say, take turns. And actually, Bill, you want to play? Sure. Okay. So <laughs> Bill is here. Uh, Lieutenant Bill is joining us a little bit here, and I'm excited about that. So he's going to join in. So the first word is mission. Purpose. Hard work. Moving. Moving. Purpose. Hard work. Hard work. Okay, discipleship. Servanthood. Teaching. Loving. Police officer. Needed. Hard job. Great in blue. (laughs) (laughs) She likes a man in blue. She likes a man in uniform. (laughs) She is sitting next to a man in uniform. (laughs) In blue. In blue. Okay, diversity. Variety. Heaven. Needed. Corey, you're too good at this. You're too good at this. (laughs) Needed. Unity. Togetherness. Uniformity. Family. Mm. Racism. Hurtful. (laughs) Uh, uh, Unfortunately, uh, our past and our present and probably our future. Hmm. Racism. You got time. Take your time. Silence. Mm. Mm. Silence. White privilege. Why? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Overrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, not understanding. The church. Family. <laughs> Slow. Uh, um, boy, that was a good one. Um, too good. Uh, uh, needed. Hmm. I want to go back. I'm going to stop. Uh-oh. I've been doing good. There we go. <laughs> so right before we started jumping on and recording, I was talking to um, 
Corey and Nikki about the fact that we have a lot going on in our country, which is why these topics are coming up more and more. And I don't think it's new. I think it's just in our faces more for some reason. Would you guys agree with that? I yes. Agree. Um, and I was at, conf- I don't know if it's confession or uh, being vulnerable and saying that I feel like that I, I respond slow. And I think that I finally just I had like this epiphany sitting here, this revelation that there's so much fear wrapped around it. I am mm-hmm. moving slow, not because I don't know what to do. I'm moving slow, not because I don't know what's right. Mm-hmm. I'm fearful of who I'm accountable to. Mm-hmm. So that we just talked sense. about accountability, and now we're talking about these huge, huge issues that like, I think that all of us could get, like just sit here and cry about almost, sure. right? Yeah. Like it's emotional, it's it's hard, and our hearts are breaking for in, in this for our world and so I think that I've just had a lot of answers I thought that was interesting and I would share that so I'm moving slow out of fear and so the church when I said church you said slow right Corey yes and I and that's because of fear would you agree with that yes absolutely absolutely and if we're fearful and we have God on our side do are we we're, we're left with an absence of faith. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't even know, I, I don't even know where to go with that. Mm. One of the things that I have learned in the last few years is that the church is a lot smaller than we believe it is. Many in the church really don't believe what they're preaching. They mm-hmm. don't believe it. It's not internalized. Because we we act on what we believe on. And I wonder if, I wonder, so I don't know, but I'm wondering if we don't know the scriptures. And and I, I don't, I think I know the answer, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if we just don't know God's word and we're not being intimate enough with God and we're not seeking Jesus with everything we have. But when I have... I have a little bit of a different thought on that, but it goes yeah, back go to it. what we were just talking part about. It's a, it's a breakdown of the family as well. Mm-hmm. The family's not there. Uh, they're all not coming to the church. The father's not leading the family right. in their relationship with Christ. The man of the household isn't bringing up that family and saying, no, we need to be in the word. Right. We need to be going to church. We need to live uh, according to the scriptures in a certain way. And I think that's where uh, uh, I'm talking larger society. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's where the church is, is struggling right now is because and we skipped we skipped several generations. generations. That's it. Yeah, and that's not based on race. Right. That's no, not based at all. on human that's humanity. Right. That's right. Right. Like mm-hmm. I think we get to kind of bring up the race. We get this mm-hmm. idea that it's these folks over here Correct. Correct. who aren't no, coming no. to church, and and that those no, men no, no. over there aren't. Right. But when we look at our own churches, we're noticing that it's it's not a race thing. This That's exactly right. One of the um, the sh- stories that uh, that we're missing because of some of the things that that's going on in the news is the epidemic of heroin overdoses, mm-hmm. and that is a, that that plays a big part in the breakdown of the family too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that people are not being told. 
you know, not being uh, uh, reached out to when they see them struggling. And so uh, uh, if, if we're not comforted by a family, we're going to find something that will comfort us. Right. Something that will fill the void. And then young people and old people and black and white and, and Hispanic, they're reaching out to these these comforts that are right. fake and not and, and harmful instead of reaching out to another human who has the answer of Christ. Well, and it's a vicious cycle of it's the same thing when it comes to sex, right? That's another comfort right there. Yeah. And so that's why STDs are so high. That's why you have so many babies out of wedlock, right. which then continues to create this cycle, yes. right? And it just keeps on going. And so, right, it, it's all about, especially, okay, and I, I always hate saying this, that I'm part of the millennial generation, but I hate it. But you are, it's I, true. I'm very part, very much part of the millennial generation, but it's all about the instant gratification, right? True, right? true. Yeah. And so, uh, drugs, yes. sex, um, something, of, something of like believing in faith, right? Believing in the Lord, like that, I have to. I can't just trust myself right. and just go on the internet and look something up. Like I have to wait on something. Right. Like I have to wait on 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 God. Like that sounds silly, right? That, that's like the philosophy of what people are thinking, and so that's where I think, um, that's where I think the church is needed now more than ever before. Yes, because of those generations that have continued to break down and uh, this this instant gratification um, through through many, many um, generations. And you know what? I think the, the piece of hard work has, has been missing as well in, in a lot. And I'm just ta- I'm talking large, large uh, community. You know, like our parents, I mean, they were hard workers, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of our parents had two, three jobs. They did whatever they could. But now, like a lot of these younger people, they just, well, what do you mean you're not going to give me a job? What do you mean I'm not qualified? Sure, I went to school. Like, I just, you know, like, I mean, we could talk about this forever. I'm sorry. It's entitlement, right? Right. And so I think that piece, when once again, you could say, well, the reason why hard work is missing out of these people is back to the family. Right. <laughs> right? And so we could talk about this forever. Sorry. I just, this is, this is one Good of those topics no. that miss Good you, thoughts. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Our talks. So my last word, my last, this is actually a phrase, all things new. Now, redemption, transformation, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's so important is that hope. <laughs> like, did Jesus not say those words? I'm here to make things. All, I'm here to make all things new. Right. And if that's true. If that's true, like, we have hope here on earth. We have hope that, like, we can still bring the kingdom. We can still bring the kingdom. Um, Do you guys have any other thoughts on these words or anything that we didn't cover that maybe would be helpful? Just a a parting uh, few words about... The church and the kingdom. Uh, my grandmother lived to be 90 years old, and she was born in 1918. And her generation, they uh, things were so bad for blacks and women and uh, uh, people who looked like her that they just waited till things till God made things better. 
they didn't they didn't they didn't even attempt to try to make their culture better, the things around them better. They just basically uh, huddled and was waiting to go to heaven. And that's not the God. That's not the response God wants from us. He wants us to make things better right now for the people that are around us and, and invite others into it. Amen. <laughs> Nikki, any final thoughts? I don't have any final thoughts. He, he covered it all. Mm-hmm. How do you follow that? <laughs> I have a husband a lot like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> he said it all. We're good with words. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you guys for sharing. Like, that's this is hard stuff to talk about. And um, I just want to, we're going to get to our fun part of the podcast. <laughs> Less, not fun, I shouldn't say fun. Less heavy. Um, so, so um, I just want to, final thing to say is that if you are someone who is struggling with these words that were mentioned today, um, Bill and I are here to, uh, have discussions about these things um, and we want to talk and have these conversations here at the Grand Rapids Croc Center. Also, um, there's a lot of people that are willing to have these these conversations and so if you're looking for a safe place, um, come, come knock on my door <laughs> and I would love to have these conversations. Um, so our last three questions are the um, questions that I'm asking all guests mm. just for a little fun. Who is the most influential person in your life? I think it's important to have friendships. And I think women officers, I don't know about you men, but women officers have a hard time trusting other women and having a friendship. And I have been lucky enough to come across two women officers that we have just bonded. And no matter if I'm having a horrible day, Mm -hmm. I know I can share with them and is not going nowhere between us three. Yeah. And that is so important to me. And I can bounce ideas off of them. We joke, we cry, we do everything together. And it's just, that has just only been within the last couple of years I have found this friendship because I just put that wall up and I'm afraid. I'm afraid if I say something, right. then everybody's going to hear about it. Right. And it's hurtful. Yeah. So I would say it's they're influential to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk everything about Bible down to gaining weight, yeah. our children, you know, the hardships we're having. And it's just been a wonderful thing. So I would say my my two friends that I have made that friendship with have been influential to me. That's awesome. Man, friendship, you get to pick your friends, <laughs> right? And they get to be as close to us as we want them to be. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's friendship's a really important thing. That's a really good answer. Friendship. I love that. My turn? Yeah. Uh, uh, Actually, the most influential person in my life was an uncle who actually passed away. Uh, He uh, raised me, uh, taught me about God for the first time, uh, was really a father figure to me in the absence of my father. So he was uh, the most influential person who who, who heavily impacted uh, where I'm at. I think about him often. What would be your dream job? 
Okay, so you have to work with me because I'm probably not qualified for this job. But no, if it's, it's a your dream. dream. It's a dream. Like you I, find yourself up in those clouds dreaming. I want my own show on the Food Network. <gasps> How fun! <laughs> I watch Food Network all the time. Between that and HGTV. So if I could get one. That's pretty cool. That's I want I one. like that. Now, That's Corey, fun. you couldn't be a judge now. Yes, that would be my dream job. My dream job would be the taster for, for food. <laughs> dream job. A food taster. Yes, food that would taster. be my dream job. Well, Corey. Yes. It's only up from here. <laughs> it goes back. Okay, so the fun bonus question, which I think we have a couple minutes for. I tell everyone we have time for this. What's Corey's dream job? He said a food taster. Food taster. Oh, that is it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's I think it. that's oh, it. Okay. He just wants to be he, with me. Because his real life is a Salvation Army officer. Yes. And so. <laughs> yes, this is what I was created for. <laughs> if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? And who would you take? Ooh. I want to go to England because I just had my ancestry DNA taken and I am 24% British. So I would like to go there just to feel like family roots and stuff. And um, I would either take my husband or my mom, hmm. or my girls. I don't know. Be interesting. Maybe you could take all. You could take, take them all. I'm like it's like almost like a dream. family this is a trip. Dream question again. Yeah, so I'd take, probably take a family trip. Cool. Is your brother going with you on your family trip? Uh, this year? No, or no like on my if dream you trip. Went on your dream trip. I don't know because Zach wants to plan out the whole day all day long, oh, yeah. and I'm He's just that like, yeah, I'm like a relax. This is vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Not work. Scheduled. <laughs> so classic, your brother. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, Corey. Where are you headed? Well, I am not much of a traveler. Uh, but you know what? I, I think Iceland. Iceland. I would like to go to Iceland because I would probably be the only black guy there. <laughs> and so I, I I would get more attention. Love it. Yes, I would be I would get more attention than anybody ever got at Iceland in Iceland. So. And who would you take? Oh man, I would take another black guy. <laughs> Theo. Theo. Kenyan. Kenyan. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that fun. would be so fun. I'll get all the questions. So Theo is your praise and worship leader. Yes. yes. And Kenyon is a mutual friend of ours. Right. Who we spent two years with, going to school with. Shout out Kenyon. Shout out. He's going to have to listen now. Kenyon makes a podcast. (laughs) All right. Become Podcast is a place where we are discussing um, meeting new people and discussing uh, a lot of hard stuff and a lot of great stuff that um, we hope we can keep implementing into Uh, the Grand Rapids Crack Center. We love you all, and we hope you enjoy this podcast. See you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Become Podcast. Please keep in mind that the views, comments, statements, and opinions expressed do not necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army. Be sure to find more episodes and crack information at our website, grcrockcenter.org. See you next time.